Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kufches, Daf 108 of Masechta Psachim. Of course, in the very great parak of Arve Psachim. Now, what, uh, what does Daf Kufches discuss? So, the very beginning, we continue where we left off yesterday. In terms of eating on Erev Pesach, we discussed drinking wine on Erev Pesach. We also discussed drinking wine during the Seder. We discussed leaning, Haseba, that we lean while we eat and drink certain things at the Seder. We will discuss that. And the second Amud discusses the uh, measurements, how much wine you need to drink. So all sorts of interesting sugyas. Let us start on the Afkuf Zainam Ubez, four lines from the bottom. Rave, Havashasi Chamra. So as we know from Mesechta, Brachis, and Daf Lamed Hay, that Rava would drink wine on Erev Pesach. The reason why he would drink this wine all day on Erev Pesach was so that he, was, he should work up an appetite in order to eat matzah that evening. And Rava says, and how can I prove to you that drinking wine take, builds the appetite? The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, You hear that? Between the first and second, and between the second and third cups of wine at the Seder, you could drink more cups if you want. So after Kaddish, after you make Kiddush, between, right, the, the first cup of wine is Kaddish, is the Kiddush that you make at the Seder. The second cup of wine is at the end of Magid. The third is, at, is after the meal, benching, and the fourth one is after Halo. So between Kiddush and the Brach and the Kos of af, after Magid, Kilu, during the whole Seder story, you could drink as much wine as you want. Be careful, because you still have to drink the other three cups after. But, you know, you're allowed to drink wine at that point. And also during the meal, of course. During Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch. You're allowed to drink wine. Ben Shlishi Lirvi'i Lo Yishteh. However, between the third and fourth cups, Kilu, after you bench, and before Halal, and during Halal, don't drink any more wine. So you're allowed to drink wine in between cups one and two, and in between cups two and three, but not in between three and four. The Yomit Messiah side. Now, if wine fills you up, well then, Amai Yishte, then why would you be allowed to drink between these cups? If you fill up on wine, well then, when you drink matzah, no, when you eat matzah, it's going to be Achilagasa. So, I mean, achilagasa, meaning too much eating, overeating. We don't want you overeating. So, rather, it must be that wine, taka, encourages the appetite. And therefore, you're allowed to drink wine um, during Magid and during Shulchan Aruch because. All good. Well, obviously during Shulchan Aruch, it's with your meal, but even during Magad, you're allowed to drink wine because it's only going to increase your appetite for matzah. Rav Sheshis, Havayosu B'Sainisa Komale 
Yom de Pischa. So Rav Sheshes would fast all day on Erev Pesach. Pasha wouldn't eat on Erev Pesach. So now the Gemara wants to say, Name a Kosov Rav Sheshes. So listen to this. Let's say that Rav Sheshes holds, Samuch Mincha Gedol Okay. So that when our mission at the very beginning of Avim of Pesachim says that on Erev Pesach, Samuch Mincha, we don't eat. So let's assume that Rav Sheshes understands this to be referring to Mincha Gedola, i.e. from noon already you don't eat. And what's the reason? That we're concerned that, well, if you eat after noon, so then you might get caught up in your meal and, you, and you'll neglect to bring the Korban Pesach. Rebelazo Amr Boshaya, there's a gear set switches it around. Machshahari ben Beseir ben Pesach Shashach to Shachos Barbah also the Shmo. That ben Beseir would, you know, if, if you slaughtered a Korban Pesach already from the very beginning of the day on, on the 14th of Nisan, from Alosa Shachar, if you were, according to ben Beseir, if you were to slaughter your Korban Pesach, you would be Yotze. And that the entire day on Erev Pesach, you could already slaughter your Korban Pesach because Ben Becerra understands that when the Pasuk says, that you slaughter the Korban Pesach, it means which, what's Arbaim? What are the two Erevs? What are the two evenings? Yesterday evening and this evening. So meaning once, as Rashbam points out, once yesterday evening ends, i.e. from um, Alosa Shachar on the 14th until the evening at the end of the 14th, the evening of the 15th, at the beginning of the 15th. So basically all day on the 14th day of Nisan, you're allowed to slaughter your Korban Pesach. So now to tie it all together, we have Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes fasted all day on Erev Pesach. We want to say, that what this means is that, well, he must hold, that he must understand our Mishnah, that when our Mishnah says that you don't eat in the afternoon on Erev Pesach, how come? So we had two options yesterday. I think it was yesterday. One was that, um, yeah, it was yesterday. One option was that um, it means don't eat already from Mincha Gedola, from uh, six hours into the day, because Mid'oraisa, you can already slaughter your carbon Pesach at six hours into the day. However, Lemaise, we don't slaughter the carbon Pesach until eight and a half hours into the day after we've, sla- after we've slaughtered and offered the Talmud Shabbat Arbaim. So therefore, if you say that we don't eat already from six hours into the day on our Pesach, it's because we're concerned that, well, if you start eating already at six hours into the day, well, you, there's already a chiyuv to bring the carbon Pesach and but because in practice we don't bring it for another two and a half hours, if you get caught up in your meal, you might neglect to um, offer your carbon Pesach altogether. The other way to understand it was that you don't eat from nine hours into the day because we don't want you to eat too close to Seder night because then you won't have an appetite for matzah and it'll be overeating. Fine. So we want to assume that Sheshes would understand our Mishnah at the beginning of the parak to be referring to six hours into the day, i.e., that there's a concern that you might get caught up in your eating and you will neglect to bring the carbon Pesach. And then we also want to say 
that he holds like Ben Becerra, that actually, Mida Oraisa, the Korban Pesach can be offered not only from noon, but actually from the beginning of the day, from the morning. Because he understands Bein Arbaim to mean from yesterday evening till today evening, anywhere in between then, you can slaughter the Korban Pesach. So if you bring those two together, you get two things. A, that once already there's a chiyuv to bring the Korban Pesach, Mida Oraisa, we have to be concerned that if you eat a meal, you might get caught up in the meal and you'll neglect to bring the Korban Pesach. And number two, that the Zman Shechitas Korban Pesach Mida Oraisa already begins from the morning. So if you bring those two together, that's why Rav Sheshit Pasha wouldn't eat the entire day on Erev Pesach. Got it? Good. Vaiter. Amrilo, they say, as exciting as that explanation was, that's not the reason why. All right, what can I tell you? Shiny Rav Sheshit the Istin is Rav Sheshis was unique in that he was very, very particular. He was an istinus. The itoyim b'tzafer midi, the ortelo have mahani lemechla. That he was so sensitive that if he would eat anything in the morning, so then he wouldn't have an appetite in the evening. And he wanted to have an appetite that evening for matzah. So therefore, he wouldn't eat bichla the entire day. It has nothing to do with fancy cheshbonus about if he holds like ben Becerra and concerned about missing the korban pesach. That, that, that's not his concern. His concern is simply... He knows himself, and he has a very sensitive, um, I don't know what, but eating habits. And if he eats a shtickle in the morning, so then he won't have an appetite in the evening, and therefore he didn't eat the entire day on Arab Pesach. Says the Gemara, quoting the Mishnah, Even a poor person needs to lean when he eats at the Seder like a free man. Says the Gemara, Itmar, it was stated, Matzah Tzarech When you eat the matzah, so you lean. When you eat the marer, you do not lean. Because matzah is, um, reminds us, Kibnechorin Shuzeicha the Geula. It reminds us of the, of the redemption. Therefore, since it reminds us of the redemption, we want to, we want to be leaning when we eat the matzah. But Mara doesn't require a seba because that's about the uh, slavery. Zeichel Avdus reminds us of when we were slaves. And that's not something that you want to lean to. Lean is derecherus, freedom. So when we, when, when, when we eat the matzah, which reminds us of redemption, so we lean. When we eat the Mara, which reminds us of being slaves, we don't lean. Okay? Yayin. Now what about the wine? What do you guys think? When you drink the wine at the Seder, do you lean? So, Great. Excuse me. So, we have two com- seemingly conflicting opinions of Rav Nachman. One is that, yes, when you drink wine at the Seder, you do have to lean. The other is, no, when you drink wine at the Seder, you do not need to lean. Vilopligi and Nitaka don't argue. Hobitate kasa kamoe, hobitate kasa basroe. It depends if we're talking about the first two cups or the last two cups. Amrila lahaigisa, vamrila lahaigisa. Now, what about the first two cups and the last two cups? Which Allah applies to which? Amrila lahaigisa. So you can explain it in the following way. Tre kase kamoe bai haseba. That davka, the first two cups of wine are where you have to lean. Because 
the Geula is getting started, it's getting going with the first two cups. We're talking about uh, Magid and the whole story about Egypt. Whereas the last two cups, you don't need to lean because, okay, whatever happened, happened. We're not, you know, we're, we're the, the, the experience, the journey is over. Okay, during the first two cups, that's when we're going through Geula. We're going through the story, the Sipar Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's when we lean to sort of experience the story that we're describing. But after you're done with Magid, the last two cups, on the benching and on the hollow, all right, uh, you know, the, the ghoul is over. Let's go weiter. There are those who explain Rav Nachman in the opposite way, which is, That the last two glasses of wine, Davke, you want to lean, because that's when you free people. Whereas, Whereas, you're not going to lean on the first two glasses of wine because we're, we're saying it ourselves in the Seder. We're recognizing that we were slaves. How could we be recognizing that we were slaves and yet be drinking wine, leaning like free people? It only makes sense to be leaning once we've finished Sipri Yitzhiyas And now we can establish ourselves as free people. So now since we can make arguments in this way and that way, so just do a seba for all four of them. Okay, sounds good to me. Practin lo shmei seba. You say that if you lie down on your back, that's not considered leaning. Hasebas yomen lo shmei seba. Lying on your right, right, leaning on your right side is not considered a seba either. The Rashbam gives two options. Either, well, because you need to use your right hand for eating. So how can you be leaning on it if you need to use it? And number two is that um, the other way to understand it Ah, is in the following. The other reason would be that, well, out of concern, that apparently your trachea is on your right side, and therefore if you lean on your right side, well then, you might get the food into your trachea, and that could be dangerous. So, therefore, you lean on your Left side. That's it. So you lean on your left side. That's what Haseba is. Isha it's a A woman does not need to lean if she's with her husband. Okay. But if she's a very important woman, then she does to Haseba. Ben A son by his father does Haseba. Ibailu, they want to know, what about a student next to his teacher, his Rebbe? Does he lean or not? Toshma, come in here, the Amar Abaye, Kavinun Beimar, says Abaye, when we were by Rabba in Pumpedisa, Zaginun Abirke Da'adade, we would, all the students would lean on each other's knees. Okay, they would lean. Kiasinun Levir of Yosef, Amalan, but when, of course, as we learned in Mesech the Brachas at the very end, Rabbi was first the Rosh Hashiva in Pumpadisa and then Rav Yosef. So when, Rav Yo- when we were learning by Rav Yosef, i.e. after Rabbi, when Rav Yosef was the Rosh Hashiva, so he told us, don't lean. Because after all, the fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of the Abishter, And therefore, um, 
you know, don't, don't, don't lean in front of me as your Rebbe. Mace, maybe we have a kasha. One second. We have a bice that says, everybody does Haseba, even a student in front of his Rebbe. So how come Rav Yosef was saying that the students should not lean in front of him? So the Gemara says, Meh, That's talking about the student of a carpenter. Yeah, if you have a carpenter and his, and his student, so then the student can lean in front of him. But if you have a Rebbe and his Talmud, so then Rav Yosef wanted to argue that the students would not lean in front of him. Interesting. What about if you have a person who's working at the Seder? He's a waiter, he's serving. When he eats, you know, uh, matzah or drinks wine, does he have to do a seba? So Tashma, come in your ben Levi. Hashamish shaochul kazayis matzah kishu meisiv yotza. Says Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that if you have somebody who's serving at the, at the, at the suda, at the seder, and he eats a kazayis of matzah when he's leaning, so he's yotze the mitzvah. Meisiv in lo, meisiv lo. Implying that, yeah, when he's leaning, he's yotze the mitzvah, but if this server is not leaning, he's not yotze the mitzvah. Shmamina boya seba shmamina. So we talk that the servers also need to do a seba. Okay, very cool stuff. Vomer bishuvim levi. Oh, it says bishuvim levi. Noshim chayovos by boakosis halalu shafin hoyu baoso anes. That women also are mechuyovos to drink four glasses of wine because they were also involved in the miracle, as the Rashbam points out. The Gemara in Sota says, "V'schanoshim tzidkonios shayibosu ador negalu." That because of the very righteous women in that generation, the Yidden were redeemed from Egypt. I believe it's because after the men were enslaved all day, they would come home tired and they were not interested in having children and sleeping with their wives, and their wives would um, encourage them to sleep with them and populate and have children. And it was because of this that the Yidden to um to to multiply and ultimately be fruitful and leave Egypt. Amr Yehuda, Amr Shmuel says of Yudin the name of Shmuel, I bought Kosis Alalu, Sarchshaiban Kide Mizigas Kosyofe. Says of Yudin the name of Shmuel that these four cups of wine that we're talking about, how much wine do you actually have to put in them? So right now we say this sort of undefined amount, which is Kide Mizigas Kosyofe. Enough that, that you'll mix it together with water and, and make it into a nice glass of wine. Okay? Because of course back then it would be some kind of a concentrate that you would mix with water. Shason chayotza. If you drink the wine raw, meaning you didn't mix it with water, it's okay, you're, you're yotze. Shason vasachas yotza. If you drink them all at once, meaning let's say you just line up four glasses of wine and just do one, two, three, four, done. Yatsa, itaka works. We'll have to see what that means. Hishkamein levan levnebeso yatsa. And if he made a brach on the wine and then uh, divided it up and, and shared it with the people in his house, he's also yatsa. So let's see what these things mean. Shasan chayatsa. When we say that if you drink the wine without diluting it, undiluted, yataka yatsa. Amurava de yayin yatsa de cheris lo yatsa. So says Rava, yeah. Technically speaking, you're Yotze the wine. If you're all Dalad Kosis, you used undiluted wine. So then, 
Sure, you drink wine, but that's not exactly chayrus. It's not exactly freedom, because the freedom would be if you prepared the wine properly. Shason b'vasachas, if you drink all four of them in one go, just one after the other. Rav Omar, yayin yotza. Yeah, you might be yotze wine, kilu simchas yomtiv, drinking wine on yomtiv, but yide ayboa kosis lo yotza. You're not yotze the dalad kosis of the seder. You're still going to have to drink a cup of wine at its appropriate place. So be careful. Don't drink all four cups at once because then you're going to have to drink even more and, you know, it's a lot of wine. You got to be careful. You got to know if you can handle all that. And which, by the way, I mean, it's very exciting to drink wine during Magid, but uh, you do have to be able to pace yourself because it's a lot of wine. So so we said that if you um, make a bracha on the wine and then share it with the other people in your house, so it's okay. However, says that you still have to drink rove kos, which is interesting because we said the other day that by kosher bracha you have to drink melolugma, a cheekful. It looks like when it comes to seder night. A cheekful isn't enough. This isn't a kosher bracha. It's a kos of dalad kosis. So here you talk, have to drink rove kos. You have to drink a majority of the cup of wine. So also be careful in terms of how much wine you're putting in that cup. Yeah, I usually use like a small glass when it comes to, when it comes to dalad kosis. Because, uh, yeah, I don't like to feel like I have to just be drinking tons of wine. It makes it not as fun. So like this, I use a smaller cup. And then I don't have to drink as much wine. And then I can do like what the Gemara says, to drink wine during Magid and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have to worry about drinking too much. I can be in control of that. Right? Let's go weiter. Meisve. Talkosis alalu. So, these four cups of wine. Okay. Okay. They, you have to have a revius in each glass of wine, okay? Whether it's raw, whether it's um, diluted, whether it's new wine, whether it's old wine. And the Kiddush with new wine and old wine is that maybe, um, Rashman wanted to argue that maybe the flavor is maybe undeveloped in the new wine or maybe it's too weak in the old wine. Rabbi Yudah Omer says, Rabbi Yudah Tzarech Sheibotam Umar Yayin. Rabbi Yudah says that it has to have the taste of wine, i.e. to the exclusion of the young wine and the old wine because the flavor is either undeveloped or or weakened, assuming that that's, I mean, often old wine is very, very flavorful, but the assumption here is that the older wine would have a weaker taste. Um, and it also has to look like wine. It has to be red, Dafka, as Rashbam says. So you should use red wine, which is interesting. So use red wine at the at the Seder. That is the Kasha. Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel at the top of the Amud that when it comes to the Seder night, the Dalit Kosis, they have to have enough for a Kos Yofeh, for a very Gishmaka Kos. The thing is, we have a Bryce over here that's saying, it doesn't say anything about a Kos Yofeh. It says, a revius. So which one is it? So we say the talk of the same minion. 
Maike de Mizigas Kosyo Afedika Omar, the Chochavacha, the Havelu, Kulu Revius. What's Mizigas Kosyo Afed? Mizigas Kosyo Afed is Taka Revius. That's what it means. That's what it means. It means that each glass is going to have a Revius of wine. Rabbiuda Omar says, Rabbiuda Tarshe Botam Umare says, Rabbiuda, it has to have flavor and it has to have appearance. I'm a Rav of my time with Rabbiuda. Rav says, How come Rabbiuda says that? Do not be too um, intrigued by wine because uh, it's red, i.e. that, uh, or it'll make you red. Um, the point being that wine is associated with red. All right, sounds good to me. Well, friends, that was Daf Kufres of Mesech I hope you enjoyed it very much. What did we learn in Daf Kufres? Um, drinking wine on Arab Pesach. We see that Rava would drink wine on Arab Pesach because it would uh, increase his appetite for matzah. And we see that for that reason also you're allowed to drink wine during the Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, pre-matzah, because it's going to increase your appetite for the matzah. Leaning. We lean for matzah. We do not lean for marr. When it comes to Dalad Kosis, there's a distinction between the first two and the last two, but we don't know exactly what that distinction is, so we just lean for all four. You lean on your left side, not while lying on your back and not while lying on your right side. You lean on your left side, Davka. Then we discussed what is the shear for a um, for the Dalad Kosis. The answer is it's a revius of wine. And um, yeah, it's a revius of wine. There was an opinion of a Yehuda that a Davka needs to be red and have the flavor of wine, although I don't know that we necessarily pasken that way. Oh, did it look like we pasken that way? Let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know that we necessarily pass in that way, so I don't know that you necessarily need to drink um, red wine. Although, ah, another important point there was that Rav Nachman basically said you have to drink Taka Rov Kos, the majority of the cup, which is interesting. Whereas by a regular kosher Brach, you would drink Milo Lugmov, a cheekful. By the um, Pesach say the Dalad Kosis, you Taka drink the majority of the cup. Anyways, Chever, that was Dav Kufches. I hope you enjoyed it very much. Peace out.